Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hey, everybody. All right. Welcome to um, our episode 130, day 10 in National Novel Writing Month. The Christmas music is already going. Yep, it's it's there. So, all right, everybody. Today we're talking about horror. This is tip two. Now, this is one of the things that I think is just absolutely necessary uh, when it comes to the genre. And it's using senses, Yes. And what I mean by that, all five senses. Um, one of the things that a lot of uh, people who jump into horror, one of the things that they do wrong is that they rely completely on the like outlandish, on the exceptional, on the things that are going to come out to you. You know, so for example, you know, the blood, the gore, the, the sudden explosion or the, the kaboom of somebody right behind you, you know, so they really rely on, on, the more, I guess, either visually impactful things that are going to be happening, you know, to a person um, in this scary story. And I think actually that that is not what you should do. Now, one of the, one of the stories that I love, let's go back into like a visual medium. And I, I think that horror, it, it is a visual type of story and, and it's a transport of using visual images, but that doesn't mean that we can't do it in books. It can be done very well in books. Now, I've said this before, but I want to reiterate this in this episode, and it's that using the senses can heighten that visual imagination for the reader. You know, we can create that picture crisp and clear for the reader. We can make it scary. We can make it come out to them. And one of the ways that this is done is to not rely on that single sense, you know, that visual sense. We can use... um, physical touch, you know, chills or um, a sudden warmth or the hairs in the back of the neck. We can use smells, you know, rotting corpses, for example, um, hearing, you know, the nails on the chalkboard. You know, there's so many ways that we can use other things to heighten the sense to really drag on this this uh, suspension and the apprehension that's going on within the character and build up to the scary thing. Now, one of the things I find the most successful, however, this is my personal opinion. This is not like a widely... Um, just accepted opinion, you know, that everybody's story is different. But one of the things I love about scary stories is when you kind of don't know what happens at the ending. Now, again, like this is more about me, but I love when things aren't completely resolved at the ending. It kind of leaves you wanting more and wondering what the hell happened within, you know, this scary world. Um, but that doesn't mean I like cliffhangers necessarily. It's like there has to be some resolution, but there's a little room for like, oh, was that really what happened? Or, you know, what was going to happen next? You know, um, for example, if you've watched Freddy Cougar, the original, or the first one, um, actually it's called Nightmare on Elm Street. So if there's a spoiler, there's a spoiler coming. All right. So heads up in case you want to move on to the next episode. Um, but with the first Nightmare on Elm Street, um, one of the things that I thought was kind of like funny, but also um, it worked well for me, was at the end of it, you know, the the main character overcame Freddy Cougar and it was it was actually to the point of being hilarious because like she was kicking his butt y'all like she set him on fire that's hilarious I thought it was so funny but anyways I mean at the end of that then there's this moment where she gets trapped in the car after she had already you know destroyed him and then he disappears etc and you kind of don't know like wait what happened is she still in a dream is this the mom's dream whose dream is this you know because obviously a dream right or is it a dream is she dead you know, so kind of that that sense of like not knowing 
that's kind of the stuff that I, I personally like, you know, I, although I feel like they could have given me a little bit more of a resolution, but for the most part, I was like, that was pretty good. Um, so anyway, tangent on my part, going back to, uh, the senses, um, I think that, and how that ties back into what I was saying, what I like about that is that it leaves room for the imagination. And one of the things about, um, horror is that when you use the five senses, you're leaving room for the imagination. And, um, again, going back to that, that one episode where I talked about this, you know, there's, you know, stories in which all you hear, you know, is the screaming or all you hear is the crunch of bones. Now going to, um, the walking dead, for example, um, that first episode when there's this, these closed doors and it says, do not open, I think dead inside or something like that. You know, we don't know what's exactly what's going on. And the character doesn't know what's going on, but there's this sense of it's not completely exposed, but there's enough information for us to know that there's a danger, possible danger. And the single lock, you know, tells us that it's fragile. You know, there could be something there at the very end that's going to come out and destroy him. So that same sense of, of using things to hint at the scary item or the scary person, but not revealing it, not going for all the blood and gore, not going for all of a sudden the stabbing and the, and the, um, et cetera, other ways that people die in, in horror stories and horror movies, you know, pull it back a little bit. Um, if, if you had to explain this scene to someone who could not visually see it, what other senses would you use to explain it you know try to go in that direction instead so that you can leave the reader wanting and wondering and their imagination will use their own fears to complete the scene all right it's a little bit of tangent on my love for horror stories uh, but also hope that helps all right so y'all thank you so much that is episode 130 uh day 10 and we'll see you tomorrow um for the last tip for the horror genre um and then we'll jump into fantasy all right thank you guys so much see you on the other side Hey there, writer. Thank you for listening to the How to Write a Book podcast with your host, Masier Valenzuela. If you like the show, we'd be happy if you left a review. For more information on writing and the writer's life, go to www.themasier.com. That's www.themasier.com. We'll see you on the other side.